Hey, what's up, everybody? Episode 224, Darren here. We're going to talk today about natural bodybuilding, a lot of things related to that. We're going to talk about sugar content in food, how it relates to blood sugar. But first of all, I'm going to go on a rant that's going to contain a lot of expletives, so be warned. And I'm warning you to the point where I'm going to say, if you want to skip it, about eight minutes and 30 seconds is when that pretty much wraps up. So you're welcome. And now... Coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Hey everybody, what's up? Here we are, episode 224, I guess, recording this on a Tuesday at noon, May 30th, the year of our Lord, 2023 AD. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Darren here. Um, wow, two episodes in two weeks. What's going on? I usually go on hiatus over the summer, but I don't think I'm going to this time because I've been on hiatus for far too long up until now. I feel like I've got to like make up for some lost time, right? We're going to do a little story time here. We're going to get to a little bit more grab bag uh, just because I don't have you know any big topics that I really want to address. So I still have a bunch of you know backed up questions here that... You know, I'll be honest, some of these didn't make the cut before because I'm like, oh, these are good questions. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. And I was trying to, you know, go for questions that would, you know, warrant like a 20 minute discussion on it or something like that. These might be a little bit quicker, but we're going to plow through them here. I'm going to um, try and, you know, do some quick hits on these. So it's going to be all over the place, all over the place. We've done this before. You, you know what it's like. You know how I operate here. So um, a few things, first of all. So catch up on some stuff here. Um, there was some drama, um, over the weekend. And if you follow me on social media, on Instagram specifically, you might've seen this. I just posted it in my story because it's not worth keeping around just, you know, 24 hours and gone. Um, so I, uh, I switched gyms because my old gym, like they, they, they didn't stay off my lawn. You know, you piss off the old man and he's going to, he's going to go postal. And let's just say I stayed out of jail. I didn't start a fight or anything like that. I did argue with the manager for a bit, which is really not my style at all. I'm very much a people pleaser, like a rule follower, like, Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. It was so ridiculous though. Like I, I looked at the manager and I said, are you fucking kidding me? Like I said that I'm like, as I came out of my mouth, I'm like, Whoa, this is out of character for you, dude. But it was just so dumb. So I've been going to that gym. This is, I'm going to call him out here. Gold's Jim and Farragut. You have lost your way people. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, so I'm there. It's what is it? Sunday, I guess. Is it Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, S Saturday, Saturday. Um, and I'm working out as always and, you know, just doing my thing, keeping to myself. And I noticed the manager is going around and talking to people and just certain people here and there. I'm like, okay, that's weird. All right. And I start to get a sense of what's going on just based on who she's going up and talking to. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. I got it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Here we go. And uh, so eventually she comes up to me mid-workout. She's interrupting everybody's workout for this, by the way, said, We've had some complaints about people in gym bags on the floor, so we're going to need you to take it out to your car or in the locker room, or we have a space up front where you can put it if that works for you. And that's when I said, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and she's like, we had some complaints and this comes from the general manager. I'm like, well, which is it? You've had some complaints or it comes from the general manager. Like, you know, to be clear, we've had some complaints means 
that one person went to the manager and said, these kids over here are leaving their bags on benches and I can't get to anything. And so suddenly everybody has to pay the price for that now. I've been going to that gym for five fucking years and it's never been an issue. Nobody ever mentioned it. Nobody ever said a word about it. And now suddenly it has to change. The policy not only has to change, but the manager has to interrupt everybody's workout to have them fix it immediately. Like there's no signage change or anything like that. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Really? Oh my God. And the problem is like, people are like, whatever, dude, just, you know, put it in the locker room. I am in that bag all the time. Like I talked last week on this podcast about all the crap that I keep in my gym bag. I'm in there and out of there all the time. I don't want to have to run back to the locker room or up front behind the desk, wherever I'm at in the gym to go do it. And just totally, you know, to grab my straps, put them away, grab the wrist wraps, you know, put my headphones away because my head's too hot, you know, <laughs> whatever. Otherwise I'm carrying around my logbook, my phone accessories. Like I'm going to have a pile of shit on the floor, wherever I am. You know what? And my bag is, it's a backpack. It stands up. It doesn't just flop over on the floor. It's always so close to me. I'm pretty much tripping over it because I also keep um, a camera in there um, and uh, a mount for the camera. So now in the gym's defense, there is a sign posted to go to the locker room. Gym rules and no gym bags on the floor is one of those rules has never been enforced ever um, but also all the other rules that are up there. I should take a picture of this, except I'm not going back in there to do that. So, um, but I remember some of them wear proper gym attire. Okay. So are you going to kick out every motherfucker who's wearing jeans because there's somebody in there every day? Like, do, do they have to go, um, wear shoes at all times, shoes and socks at all times. Uh, there are multiple people barefoot in there every fucking day, right? Do, are they getting kicked out as well? Um, no video recording, also not enforced. Are you going to, you know, force people to put their phones away if they're recording themselves? I mean, give me a break. This is a sign, by the way, that probably dates back to the eighties, like no recording, meaning like don't bring in your handheld, you know, DV cam. <laughs> right. Um, meanwhile, you know, one of the trainers in there last week had a cameraman with them, following them around, taking photographs and video. So, I mean, it's just like, if you're, if you're going to enforce one rule, enforce them all, but also all of those are kind of dumb rules. Like, you know, the shoes and socks thing, I absolutely fucking hate. I hate seeing barefoot people in the gym. Does it really, you know, kill my vibe? No, I think it's gross, but whatever. It's not like I'm looking off that floor anyway. Um, the whole jeans thing. I mean, I love making fun of those people cause it's so dumb. Do I think they need to get kicked out? I mean, honestly, it would kind of tickle me a little bit if they did, but no, it doesn't matter. Like none of this shit really matters. Just, you know, God, anyway, and on, on the way out, it was like some guy, uh, he tapped me on the shoulder. I'm like, did, and he said, did she really ask you to get rid of your gym bag? I'm like, yeah, 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 everybody apparently. So, and he's like, wow, my God, no. So it's not just me. Like, I feel like part of this is like Darren's coming across as a diva. And to be clear, there might be five or 10% of that. Kind of like, a, how dare you tell me what to do? But seriously, like it is not a problem. One person complains and now everybody has to change what they're doing anyway. So I'm done with it. Um, you know, that is, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That gym has so many problems. I'm like, so you're going to crack down on, uh, on gym bags on the floor. Meanwhile, whenever I go into the locker room, I feel like I'm going to get hepatitis just walking in there. You ever think like, maybe you should clean that anything like that. Maybe fix some of the sinks that aren't working in there. Maybe fix some of the broken equipment out here. Like you got bigger problems than this. 
okay? How many times have I gone to the front desk to complain about broken equipment that's been broken for four, six, eight weeks? Do they take action on that immediately? No. Do they do anything? No. Somebody complains about a gym bag and suddenly let's lose our fucking minds. Oh my God. All right. I'm getting hot here. I'm, getting, I'm starting to sweat a little bit. I, I, I sweat when I get excited or angry. So I need to yeah, serenity now. All right. I got this. I can do this. I can control myself. I promise I can control myself. I think that's the end of my rant. So we're, we're going to move on from that. But uh, it was worth, uh, worth mentioning. Was it worth mentioning? I don't know. I feel like I wanted to mention it. I don't know if it was worth mentioning, but I did. So there you go. Um, I'm going to put in a note at the start of this that if anybody wants to skip that, uh, miss that rant, they can skip ahead to like 845 in the podcast. So um, let's see. Uh, I have a, uh, a video shoot coming up next week. Um, I am not the subject of it, however. Um, who is? You'll see. You'll see. Um, it is a, uh, a video shoot I have been hired to do. It will be in a gym. Um, I am excited for this. This is a cool project that I have uh, kind of been looking forward to the opportunity to do for a while. So stay tuned on that. Watch social media. Um, my video production company, Sketchy Studios, um, will be uh, posting about this. I'll probably share some of it on my social media as well at Darren underscore star on Instagram, five star physique on Facebook. Um, and if you want to follow along at at Sketchy Studios 865 on Instagram. Currently, that's it. I don't have a Facebook page for that. Um, you can go to sketchystudios865.com. What happens if you go there, by the way? Let's check that out. I've been kind of working on this site a little bit in my free time, of which I have none. Um, Sketchy Studios. See, it doesn't even autocomplete in my browser yet. Um, is it still just a welcome page? Oh, no, it's my template. It says, our applications cover diverse corporate markets. And then there's some fake Latin in here. Yeah. Our software is quick, lean, and market-focused. So this is just the template that I have here. Um, it does have my logo up at the top, not the correct size or anything like that. But yeah, so the, the site is here. All right. But there's nothing nothing to it yet. So anyway, I got I to gotta get that coming up here. Um, so also, um, the podcast is going to undergo a little rebranding. I have some logos that I'm evaluating here. And once the logos are decided upon, there will be merch. So stand by, stand by. Um, we're going to do this. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen here. So let's talk about some questions that people had. Did I, did I, did I, is there anything else I wanted to cover? The gym fiasco? Oh, the new gym. Um, so I checked out Club 4. Um, in Knoxville, which is a chain, whatever, but they have one in Knoxville here. I got to drive an extra 10 minutes to get there. It's a little out of the way. Um, clear on the other side of town, an extra 10 minutes. Um, but they are opening one soon that is pretty close to me, actually closer than the previous gym I was going to. So I'm like, eh, all right, cool. We'll have some options there. Um, it's a nice place. Like it's clean. It is loaded with stuff, pretty much everything I want, except they don't have a pendulum squat. So I may end up uh, checking out uh, Maxed Out uh, in Oak Ridge. I've gone there in the past. I know they have a pendulum squat. That's the, the one thing that Farragut had going for them is they do have a pendulum squat. Um, although it's not well-maintained. so. Um, but I know uh, I know Maxed Out in Oak Ridge has one too, so I might go there for one leg day a week as well. It's about the same distance there. So uh, Club 4, uh, big place. Um, <laughs> more equipment than you can shake a stick at. I've been there officially three days. Sunday was great. Yesterday, Memorial Day, was just a 
massive shit show. Oh my God. It was like standing room only because I went there during the limited hours when their, their kid care was open as well. So everybody brought in their kids and like, Oh my God, today was a little bit more reasonable. It was still a little too packed for 10 AM on a Tuesday. Like, eh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to sign up. We're going to see how it goes, but, uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the crowds. I might have to kind of source out the best time to go. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's it. Anything else going on? Um, we have more music video shoot to do maybe tonight. Kind of doubt it. Kind of depending on the wife's whims on that. Like when she feels like she's ready to do it. Um, because it involves, you know, she has some costuming and makeup work to do for it. I don't because I'm not going to be on camera for this next shoot. Um, so I have nothing to do. Um, I have to get the camera ready and stuff, but also it's going to be outdoors and we're going to light a fire in the fire pit. She is the the fire master also. So she has all the work to do. All I have to do is get the lighting set up. So um, it'll happen at some point this week and then we will have one more set to shoot and that'll be me on the piano, but we have to find a piano somewhere. Um, cause I don't want to use just a, a lame keyboard in the house or anything like that. I want to go find a grand piano somewhere. We have a lead on a couple. So, um, that's what's, uh, the video shoot that we started two weekends ago. We're still working on that. So anyway, um, let's dig in here. Let's dig in and, and see what we got here. So, um, I feel like some of this stuff, I mean, at this point, I feel like we've talked about pretty much everything here over the course of 223 episodes, but you know, I don't expect anybody to go back through and listen to all those. And whenever we revisit something, I think we always hash it out in a little bit different detail as well. So um, a couple of questions here. Um, this comes from a couple of different people, and I don't remember who asked what, so I won't attribute it to them directly. Um, have you done a podcast on natural bodybuilding generally and the question of integrity in the testing of natural competitors? Um, and then, uh, a related question, what is my hot take on natural bodybuilding? Do I think there's corruption in the sense that athletes actually aren't natty? What do I consider to be natural? Is there some gray area or is it pretty black and white? Um, is it just not an option for some people? And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll go with that. Let me just take it down here. Have I done a podcast on this before? I'm sure I have, um, the integrity of the testing of natural, natural competitors. So, um, I don't believe it is a big widespread issue. You know, whenever there is a problem with it, it becomes kind of a big deal. And it's usually like one person in a show. It's not a widespread thing. I just don't think that too many people are really trying to, you know, get away with it. Um, I think the drug testing is flawed. I think if you're doing a, uh, a urinalysis, um, I think that's not necessarily the most accurate way to do it, but you know, you, you have to be reasonable about it. You know, you can't do blood tests <laughs> for, for drug testing, for bodybuilding shows. It's cost prohibitive and it takes too long, right? You we'll send this all out to the lab. Okay, great. You know, and you know, no, no, it's just, it's, it's far too cumbersome. Um, polygraphs are the most common. Um, but, uh, again, like you'll find people who can convince themselves like, Oh yeah, no, I'm just on TRT. I'm not on steroids. You know, even though it's like, yeah, it's, that's not, I mean, I, you know, I've never taken a polygraph for a, uh, for a drug tested show. So I don't know what questions they ask. Like that would be, that would be worth uh, worth a, a deeper dive actually is getting on some of those questions and see what they are. Um, I don't think it's a widespread issue. Now I did have a client. I might've talked about this recently. Again, it's, it's my memory is, I'm 46, by the way. I ain't what I used to be. Let's just be clear on that here. Um, I had a client recently who I fired um, because 
they, he or she, we'll just say they, I'm going to be very vague about this. I, I really want to call this person out by name and just blacklist them. Them is what I meant by that. Blacklist them. Um, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to do that. Like, I don't really want to air dirty laundry here. But just as a for instance, I did fire somebody recently who used a banned substance. Um, and to be clear, it was not egregious use. It was for a few weeks. Um, and it was under the um, advice of a doctor. And it was terrible advice from that doctor, by the way, because there was no way that this banned substance was going to address the issue that, um, this person was dealing with. Um, but it was a banned substance. They took it for a few weeks and their argument was, well, I didn't really get any benefit from it. So, you know, I don't think that should disqualify me. And my response was, that's not your decision to make. It's on the banned substance list. And, you know, it's up to the organization to decide what substances are banned and how absolute they want to be about it. So I tell you what, why don't we reach out to the organization and see if they'd be willing to make an exception, an exemption for this. I am not going to plead your case. Like I'm just going to ask. Um, because I said, I, he, this, damn it. I just said it. He, okay. It's a, he, all right, fine. Um, he wanted to do this show that was local. So his friends and family could go, I'm like, find a different option. He's like, well, this is the only one that my friends and family would be able to go to. I'm like, too bad. So sad. Shouldn't have done it. Nope. Um, you've taken a banned substance. That's it. I'm an absolutist on this. I will not have any wiggle room on this for anybody because while I don't think it's widespread, there is an issue with integrity in this sport and I am not going to be part of the problem with that. If you take stuff, guess what? There's a load of show options for you that are not drug tested. Pick one of those period. It's just about personal integrity. And I really mean that I take it so seriously and, and like this, if ever there was a case to be made for somebody like, well, yeah, banned substance, but eh, not a big deal. Like I kind of get where he was coming from, but I'm like, if that's the show you want to do, we're done. Like I'm not helping you with that because I don't want to be a part of any kind of corruption or chipping away at the integrity of natural bodybuilding. You know, I mean, clearly natural bodybuilding isn't my thing, but that that's, I think why I feel so strongly about it. Right. Because it's just, no, there's, there's a place for people who are lifetime naturals or seven year naturals, as is the requirement for most places. Um, and, uh, it's like, no, just stop it. Stop it. Um, so I, that pissed me off so much. Like, and I, I kind of read him the riot act. I'm like, dude, this is just lame. This is lacking character. It's not ethical. Like make a better decision, man. And the guy was a professional, right? Like he, he, he worked in a professional capacity, like a, a field that requires licensure. Right. So, um, I, I feel like he, he should have better judgment than this. And that's what pissed me off more than anything else. I'm like, I can't believe you're asking me to do this. Like I was just, I, I, I pissed me off. So note to anyone out there, if you're looking to hire a coach and it's like, Ooh, yeah, I took this. Can I do this show? I am not the coach for you. hundred percent. No, absolutely not. Now that being said, I am not a hardcore, like everybody's gotta be a natty. I think I've been pretty clear about that in the past, right? Like you can take whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Just compete in the right spot when you do. That's the important thing. Um, so, uh, is there corruption out there? Sure. Again, that's a fairly mild case. You'll find people who try to get away with TRT, which is clearly banned by pretty much all, uh, you know, 
the OCB is kind of the gold standard on this. Their take is, you know, if you're taking TRT, it has to be prescribed and it has to be for quality of life reasons and quality of life, life reasons being like medical issues, not like, Oh, my testosterone's low. So I'm tired. That's not, that's not going to cut it. No, no. Or my testosterone's low. So I can't grow the way I could if it was, if it was at a normal level, also not going to cut it. That is not a medical need. So, um, I did see that one organization, I don't remember who it was. Was it INBA, WNBF? I don't know. <clears throat> one of those, I was researching drug tested shows for a, uh, a client recently, and I was just looking through some banned substance um, and, and drug testing policies. And one of them said for male competitors, you can't have a test testosterone to estrogen ratio greater than six to one. I'm like, that's going to disqualify almost everybody. Like that can't be what you actually mean. That means like if your testosterone is 600, which is to say relatively normal, your, te- your estrogen has to be at least 100, which is very high. Like what? <laughs> I mean, like I, I have a feeling like that's something that somebody wrote without knowing what they were talking about and it's not enforced. But I just saw that when I was kind of going through the rules for some of these organizations, I'm like that is some bullshit right there. Like, I don't know many guys who could, um, who could fit this. So if your testosterone was 300, which is pretty low, that's, that's quite low. I mean, your, your estrogen, um, would have to be at least 50, which is high. That That's the high end of acceptable. Um, and like, if you're not taking exogenous testosterone, nothing's aromatizing. So your estrogen isn't going to be elevated from that, you know, estrogen for men and women both drop during prep. So, you know, if your levels are normally around 50, you know, it's going to drop down to 20 or 30 tops, you know, (laughs) as, as you diet down. So it's like, I don't know how that is any kind of attainable ratio. It's just dumb. Just really, really jumped out at me. Um, Unless they were considering free testosterone, which might make more sense, but those numbers are still skewed all over the place. That that's, wouldn't make sense, but I, I'm pretty sure it said total or, or didn't specify one way or the other. Because if it would have said free, then that wouldn't really have raised a flag in my mind that that was messed up. Um, so what do I consider to be natural is another question here. And I would just say it doesn't really matter. You know, what are the, what are the rules of the organization? Because it changes um, from one organization to the next. What I think uh, is absolutely irrelevant. Like I follow the rules. That's it. Um, so for some it's lifetime natural can have never used a banned substance, pretty hardcore, but okay. Um, you know, an organization like that, they're really kind of narrowing the field a little bit. Um, and for others, it more commonly is like a seven year, um, free and clear of banned substances. So, you know, my, my, uh, my opinion on that is is not relevant, but I would probably say it's in line with, you know, what's typically on banned substances lists, which is going to be, um, anabolic androgens, um, uh, fat loss agents that you can't buy over the counter, uh, pro hormones, uh, anti-estrogen medications, um, which would include aromatase inhibitors, peptides, growth hormone, insulin, uh, SARMs, you know, all that stuff. You know, basically like if you have to ask, well, I would say if you have to ask, clearly it's not okay. But a lot of people ask like, is creatine okay? Of course, creatine's okay. Basically, if you can buy it in a store, um, you're fine. Except like some stores do sell pro hormones too. So that, that would really be the exception. Like, I don't think I've seen a pro hormone in vitamin shop. So I would be comfortable with the, uh, I was just in there today. I would be, I didn't look for them, but I would be comfortable with saying like, if you can buy it in vitamin shop, you're fine. And if you can't, you're, you're probably in a gray area. 
at the worst. If you're getting stuff from like Amino Asylum, all that stuff is a banned substance for the most part. Not all of it, right? Like you can do something like, um, actually, this is this is worth checking out. I'm not sure if you can. Um, like I'm not sure if they have a problem with needles or or if it's just the the compounds. Like because you can take injectable versions of of compounds that are commonly taken orally as supplements and uh, and it, it should be fine, right? Let me just see. What a list of banned substances. Um, oh, God. Okay, so I'm going to say here, enter your keywords. L-carnitine. No results. Okay, cool. So, because um, L-carnitine is one that people often take orally. It's just horribly absorbed when you take it orally. It's way more effective to take an injectable version of that. It's still an over-the-counter supplement. You're just taking an injectable version. So, that would be fine. That would be fine. Um, same thing with like, you know, you can get um, IV amino acids. Same thing there. I, there's, I think that's very dubious. Um, you know, B12 shots. I don't know. Is B, B12 on here? No, I don't think. Unless they need a hyphen. No. Okay. No. So like you can get B12 shots. Apparently, I don't know if there's limits on like what your serum B12 levels can be or anything like that, but it seems like it's okay. So yeah, typically it's, it's pretty cut and dry. Like if you can buy it in a store, it's okay. Now, can you buy injectable L-carnitine in vitamin shop? No, you have to get that through like amino asylum or King peptides or some peptide research chemical shop like that. But it's, it's the same thing that you would take orally. It's just in a different form and therefore it's fine. Um, so is natural bodybuilding just not an option for some athletes? Well, I'm not sure what that question means. I mean, clearly, if you have taken stuff that's on the banned substance list, it's definitely not for you. Um, I think what what um, this question was getting at, however, was more like, um, is it just not realistic for some people to be competitive bodybuilders naturally? And the answer there is 100% Yes. Absolutely. I think as a general rule, rule, general rule, if you can't be vaguely competitive, you know, naturally at a natural show, you're probably not going to be terribly competitive, um, enhanced at a non-drug tested show either. Like your genetics are still your genetics. And if you go the route of taking PEDs, you're certainly going to raise the bar on where you can take your physique. But if your natural physique limitations were pretty pretty stark, your enhanced physique limitations are still going to be lower than that of the next guy or girl over maybe. So not always. I, I, I treat that as a very general rule of thumb. And also like, you know, just because you're maybe not going to be super competitive doesn't mean you don't do it. Like you can still do it. And you know, the, the goal I think, and I've said this many times before, the goal is always to beat the previous version of yourself, not to win the show. And if the previous version of yourself is if beating the previous version of yourself is good enough to win the show. Great. Kind of a happy accident. And a lot of that just depends on who else shows up. So I want to make sure that people keep the right kind of perspective in mind there. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Hopefully that helps a little bit. So um, let's see. We're going to do that. Um, this came from Grace, um, you know, the drop set MVP. Uh, one of those previous questions came from her as well. I just wasn't sure which one. Um, th this came from her check-in this last week, um, and it was directly related to her situation. How much does exercise order matter? A lot of information out there says compound lifts should be first and then isolation exercises. I can very rarely do my workouts in the order they're written due to equipment availability. Is my workout less effective if I go out of order? And the answer that I gave her was, you know, of course, well, maybe, kind of depends, et cetera. 
Does exercise order matter? Yeah, but at the same time, like, you know, do what you can and don't worry about it. Like if, if you're supposed to start with squats and every rack is taken, well, start with something else and just accept the fact that you're not going to be doing squats fresh and that's okay. This is one reason why when I'm really, really dialed in with being super, super precise with how I log and track my workouts, um, in my logbook, I will write a number and circle it um, next to a given move for the day's log, indicating what order I was doing things in if I have to do things out of order. So, you know, it might be like squat, leg extension, lying curl, RDL. Um, and they're supposed to be in that order, but I might see that like one week, oh, I had a number one circled written next to leg extension, meaning I had to start there. Okay. You know, so that's how I do it. And that's just because, you know, then when I go to the squat, um, if, if I'm, if I did it second or God forbid third in the workout the previous week, and I'm coming at it first this week, I need to know I'm coming at it fresher this week than last week. So I should have higher expectations as far as the numbers that I put up. Um, not like I'm going to double my performance or anything, but you know, when you hit things and you're fresher, good, good. Now I did a little bit of experimentation with this before because the conventional wisdom is do your biggest, heaviest, most taxing compound movements first. That's the conventional wisdom. And so sometimes I like to program uh, opposite of that just because you know, all rules are made to be broken. And sometimes you know, there can be a lot of value in doing your heaviest you know, or, you know, most taxing compound last in the workout. Why? Well, have you ever done that before? No. Squats are going to feel different at the end of the workout than they do at the front. And you just need to let your ego, you know, step aside and not worry about, you know, maximizing your weight, you know, put up the maximum weight that you can based on the level of fatigue that you've accumulated through the workout to that point. So, you know, squats at the start of the workout versus squats at the end of the workout, those are two different exercises completely. So you're not going to be able to draw a direct line for comparison between numbers. If you are, if you put up the same numbers, whether it's first or last in the workout, you're nowhere near the level of intensity where you need to be worrying about this at all. You need to worry about raising your intensity up because there should be a performance drop off throughout your workout. If there isn't, you're not challenging yourself. It's that simple. So, um, that would be a good litmus test, <laughs> like do a workout one week and then do it in the reverse order the next week. Can you hit the same numbers on everything? If so, you got some fixing to do. Um, so does it matter? Well, kind of the experiment that I ran was on a leg day and, um, my, my workout was programmed to do a pendulum squat first and a leg extension second. And then third and fourth was blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm going to do the extensions first to kind of help get things warmed up. And, um, th my thinking was then like, I'll, I'll be more comfortable. My knees will be a little bit happier with a pendulum squat when I get there, etc. So I did that. And then, um, I'm like, Hey, you know what? What if I just actually do a better dynamic warm up? Hello, rookie. Um, and start with the squat rather than like treat the first exercise as a warm up exercise because then you're not getting as much benefit out of that, but also you are pulling away from your squat performance as well. So in that case, like, yeah, um, rather than treating this is a slightly different question rather than treating an exercise as a warm up i just do a proper warm up separately as you should see this is where i kind of get in my own head sometimes i'm like oh yeah you should stop being a dumbass and do things like you tell other people to do them as well i tell you people i'm learning every day every day i'm learning i'm trying to sometimes i'm not sure i'm capable of learning but i'm trying i'm trying uh, and lo and behold, I, I do a full dynamic warm up. You know, I get in the pendulum squat. I do it unweighted. I throw a little bit of weight on there, one to two acclimation sets, and then I go to my working sets. 
it feels great. Activation is awesome. I'm pushing more weight, feels super productive. And at that point, things are fatigued, but also the legs are super, super warmed up. So then the extensions are more productive as well. So there's something to um, doing compounds first, but as I said, all rules are kind of made to be broken. There's nothing wrong with um, shaking it up. I think generally speaking, your your heavier compounds are um, are are probably more ideal to be first. So, um, yeah, there you go, there you go. What else do we have here? Um, okay, that was. <laughs> So I have a podcast folder that's saved in my downloads um, folder. And in here, I just, I throw in, you know, I just text notes from people um, that I get like through email or whatever. And so this one, it just says hard versus impossible. Okay. And I open it up and it's a blank file. Like, well, that is worthless. Dumbass. Thank you. Um, What else do we have in here? Um, (laughs) Sugars. Here's one. It just says sugars. I don't know who this came from. So sometimes I, I title one of these files from so-and-so. This one I did not. I just called it sugars. Um, the question, in your meal plans, and I think they mean macro plans, is there a target for grams of sugar that you try to stay under? I feel like if I had a target for the day, I might be better at hitting it. Sugar is a hard one for me since I have such a sweet tooth, but I really want it to be a goal of mine at this time to try and tackle some of that this go-around. Do you have any suggestions, maybe a podcast idea <laughs> to talk about sugar and its detriments to bodybuilders? Thanks, coach. So I know this was a client. I just, Sorry, I don't know who this was because uh, I'm an idiot and I didn't make a note. So thank you, mystery client. Thank you. Um, I know I'm going to get an email in the next couple days. like that sugar question was for me. I can't believe you don't remember. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I barely remember my dog's names on a good day. So, you know, there's that. So cut me some slack. Uh, so is there a target for grams of sugar to try and stay under? N- not necessarily what I would focus on instead. Like, let, let me pull up, let me pull up mine here. Mine is probably going to be a little on the high side. What is this notification on my phone? Oh yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, I'm addressing that. Here we go. My fitness pal diary. What was the last day I logged here? We need to talk about macros, by the way, man, we do. Um, more and more, I'm, I'm coming across clients who really just don't have the right concept when it comes to macros, no matter how much I try and drill the idea in. So we're going to talk about that. That's going to be the subject of an upcoming YouTube video. In fact, hold on, let me back out here. I have another file that I keep here for, um, oh, it's already on there for, for YouTube and social media topics. So this YouTube video, um, I just have the, um, the subject for it. Top ways you're messing up your macro plan. Yes. Okay, cool. By the way, I, uh, I wrote up a video yesterday that I will be recording in the next day or two and putting that up. So the YouTube channel is getting revived with longer form videos, not just workout videos, not podcast episodes, but produced longer form videos that are going to be five to 10 minutes long. So if you are not already subscribed, find Five Star Physique on YouTube and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Um, I promise you, whenever I upload a video, it will be worthwhile. I'm not going to post spam or anything like that. So, um, and it's going to be good info. It's going to be like this this podcast. You know, it's I'm going to avoid clickbaity shit and just you know be real and try and be to the point and not take 30 minutes to to give you a top five list you know i don't i don't want to do that i don't have the patience for that i don't have the, i don't have the patience to edit a 30 minute video that's why i don't edit these podcasts also so anyway i'm looking at my plan here so my current macros are 255 well this is a rest day hold on we're going to go to a training day here 
Is this it? This, this looks like a training day. 265, 325, 70. Uh, my sugars are super high. They're at 103. Wow. Okay. So the, the question is, is that a problem? Let's see where they're coming from. So, um, I have oats for meal one. They bring in two grams of sugar. Great. I also have some raspberries in meal one. Those bring in three grams of sugar. There's five. Where's the other hundred coming in, dude? Um, I have some chili in here. Any sugar from that? Seven grams of sugar from chili. That's kind of high ish. Um, I have, Five grams coming in from a slice of bread that I have with that meal also. Um, oh, that's where it is. This is a one-off day where I brought this in. I had 15 grams of sugar in this. That's not usually what I have here, though. So um, let me back up to a more normal day. That was that was a one-off day. Um, here we go. This looks like... Oh, and let me just check. I have Greek yogurt. Any sugar in that here? Yeah, five grams in Greek yogurt. So you can see like it adds up pretty quick, right? Um, so this is, you know, I've got a banana here that has 15 grams of sugar in it. Um, so, well, this is another one-off day. Um, oops. Hold on. I got to stop that. Mute that channel. Okay. Can you hear that? I'm putting the microphone to it. That's the outro music. So, muting that track. Okay. That means we've gotten to the end of how long the podcast was in the last episode. <laughs> All right. So, we're, we're going over time here. We're going over time. So, here, is, this a, is this a regular day at this point? This looks like... No, that's a rest day. Jeez Louise, man. Get your act together. Here's a normal day. Okay. So, here's where it's going to come in. My post-workout carb is high in sugar. It's 26 grams. I have Honey Nut Cheerios and a big-ass portion of them as my post-workout carb. That's when you can get away with it. You know, your body doesn't give a shit if you have high sugar stuff post-workout. Fructose is handled a little bit differently as well. So, like the sugars from raspberries and the sugars from... uh, uh fruit uh from the banana um they, they don't count quite as aggressively um let's see i've got <laughs> yeah I've, I've got beef jerky as a protein source here 20 grams of sugar from that as well there's 20 grams of, of carbs 20 grams of added sugar you know it, not the greatest thing but you know we're, we're gonna talk about the ramifications of this next so hold on um and then i've got uh i have some crackers here um that go with that meal as well those have 12 grams of sugar so my sugar is pretty high realistically so yeah um it, it's higher than it should be and if you went with clean sources yours would be significantly lower than this um, so there's a trade-off, um, there's higher sugar, uh, for me, which this comes from food sources that for me make this plan effortless to sustain. Like on this plan, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Um, so then there's the question of, okay, well, Darren, but what, what is your blood glucose and your A1C? That's a, a valid question. So for those that don't know, I mean, blood glucose, we all know what that is. It's just a measurement of your, you know, your, your blood sugar rating at a given point in time. You usually want to take that fasted in the morning, um, to get an accurate reading. Um, so my last labs here, which were from April 4th, um, did I get A1C done then? I don't think so. This is just a hormone update there. We're going to start talking about labs a little bit more too. Um, so it would have been February. Um, 
So my, my glucose in, in February was 68. Um, typically, um, you know, ideal for bodybuilding is 90 or under. So 68 is phenomenal. Um, you start to run into issues with insulin sensitivity once it starts getting above a hundred. Um, and that's when you want to start to, um, bring in some measures to manage it. So 68 is insane. So, um, and also I started checking this at home weekly as well with my check-in and, uh, the last two readings that I had were 62 and 72. So it's not a one-off like, yeah, it's just, it's just low in general, which is great. The question then is, well, is low blood sugar a problem? No. Um, you know, for somebody who's healthy, active and has a high degree of muscle mass, um, low blood sugar is not really an issue. Um, in more of a general population, like if you were 60 or lower, like you might start experiencing um, negative health impacts like lethargy, dizziness, etc. Um, those would be problems. Um, for me at 62, I feel fantastic. Fantastic. I don't have any problems at all. So um, the concern would be, does higher sugar intake, does it impact your appetite negatively? Because sometimes those, those high sugar carbs are not as filling. Does it spike your blood glucose in a way that's unhealthy? The answer is no. Um, where's my A1C? I know it's on this. Yeah, my A1C is 5.1, again, which is on the, the low side of normal. Your A1C, it's not measured in the same units as your blood glucose, but it's a measurement of your blood glu glucose, and it's an average of it over the past 90 days. So, um, you, you, the reference interval on, on the lab here says 4.8 to 5.6. I'm 5.1, kind of in the middle there, a little lower. So, um, and that was, you know, the, the 90 days leading up to this test was like through the holidays, et cetera. My eating was not great. It was not terribly well structured or anything like that. And still like no real issues with it. So the concerns for sugar content would be really more about like, you know, if you eat a really, really low sugar plan, is that appealing? Um, do you still find it sustainable? Um, you know, if you go higher sugars, do you have appetite issues? Does it impact your blood glucose as well? That would be another issue. So some people, if they eat a diet like me, their blood glucose might be 100 or 110 or 115, in which case it's like, whoa, we got to clean this up. So you've, you've always got to um, answer these things with um, reasoning that is evidence-based. Like I, you don't want to just do absolutes because the absolute would be like, Oh, keep your sugars low. I'm like, well, why I enjoy eating this stuff and my lab markers are all fantastic and I feel great. And my diet is super easy to adhere to. Like, you know, wh what's the negative here? There isn't one. It's fine. So, um, yeah. So, uh, I would say generally you want to keep it on the lower side of things, but also like, you know, check your blood sugar, go to, go to your local pharmacy, you know, Walgreens, CVS, whatever, get a cheap blood glucose monitor and check it once a week and just mark that, like do that and track your blood pressure. And just, you know, those are really easy things to do once a week. Just monitor those as health markers that you can kind of take care of on your own. So easy peasy, easy peasy. This says question roundup. February 18th. These are questions that we already did on that February 18th episode. Okay. All right, cool. Delete. Ooh, man, we're, we're, we're thinning it out here. So, um, well, we're at almost 45 minutes. I'm going to stop it there. So, ah, it was good times. Good chat, everybody. Good chat. So, um, I am going to, you know, in the next few days, we're going to, I'm going to finalize a logo design for the drop set. I have four options that I'm looking at here. I'm going to finalize one of those, get that official. You're going to see new artwork go up all over the place. Um, 
it will not have my ugly, stupid face on it anymore. Um, I'm making that decision. I don't really want, you know, I am the podcast. I don't want to be the literal face of it anymore. So, um, also like I'm going to use a graphic that is just the same for every episode right now. It's just, it's a lot of work to go in and update the episode number and the topics for every episode. It's like, ugh, I'd rather just not do that. Use the same graphic. It's going to be, you know, more icon based. It's going to be, you know, more podcast player friendly. Right. So, um, so you'll see that we'll get some merch going with it, some stickers, maybe a coffee mug. You tell me what what's appealing. We can make all kinds of things happen. Keychain, cell phone covers, probably not that. Jeez. Um, so anything's an option. So stay tuned for that. Um, otherwise, I need your uh, your uh, what your your questions, your topics. Um, I know a lot of people find it very intimidating to call in with a question, but do it. Like you know, here's the thing: this Google Voice number that I have. If nobody calls it for long enough, it just turns itself off. Right now, it's still active. Active. It is 865-518-6569. Um, call in, leave a message. Like I'm serious. When you call in, it just, it rings a couple times. It goes to voicemail. You hear my voice. Boom. Do it. It's just, I think it's way better to hear a question coming from somebody. You can, you can tell a little bit of a story rather than me reading it. And good Lord, having another voice on this podcast really can break things up a little bit. Also, I still want to be doing interviews. So if anybody has suggestions for who to interview, please let me know. And uh, even better, if you can help make a connection with them for me, that would be even better because I put out feelers all the time. You know, a couple, a couple few times every week, I'm reaching out to people asking them to be guests. 95% of the time, I never get a response. 5% of the time, I get a response of like, sure, I'd love to. Let me check my calendar. And then they never, um, never get back to me. And when I follow up, they don't respond. So um, because they don't know who the fuck I am, right? I'm just some random just contacting them. You know, my reputation does not precede me. So, uh, <laughs> I, if, if, if anybody out there can make an introduction with anybody that, you know, that would be a good podcast guest, let me know. So that's all I got. Stay tuned. There's changes coming. I need your help. I need your feedback as always. Um, share these episodes, please. It helps me tremendously. I'm saving all the spammy bullshit for the end here, by the way. I, I hope everybody appreciates that. Um, you know, like subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Check me out on, on YouTube. There's going to be more stuff going up there for sure useful stuff. Um, it's not just going to be repeats of things that we do here also. So if you're looking for more of me for whatever reason, I don't know why you would, but if you're looking for more, if 200,000 podcast episodes aren't enough, you can find more of me there. You can find me on social media. You can check out the website, fivestarphysique.com. You can check out sketchystudios 865com or on Instagram, sketchystudios 865 If you're looking for video work and you're local to East Tennessee or you want to fly out here or you want to fly me out to you and get some video work done for your band or for your whatever, you know, basically my specializations are going to be um, corporate and music videos. So music videos are... It's a it's an art form that I feel very passionate about. I really like that. But the corporate videos and like interviewing somebody um, and telling their story and uh, things like that, I I love doing that as well. Um, it, it's less of a technical thing and more of like a how do you get somebody to engage with another person kind of thing, which I think is fascinating to be able to do that through video and through storytelling is, um, is super cool. So if anybody, uh, you know, if you're looking for a videographer, let me know. I mean, I, I ain't going to quit my day job or anything like that, but, uh, it's, it's a fun thing to do in my, uh, my downtime. Cause you know, I have so much of it these days, but you know, uh, I like staying busy, staying out of trouble that way. Yeah.